स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू मिंट डायलॉग्स वीकली पॉडकास्ट वेर वी फोकस ऑन दिग क्वेश्चन इन पर्सनल फाइनेंस एंड इन्वेस्टिंग माई नेम इज नील बोराटे एंड आई हैड द पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम एट मिंट I will be your host for this podcast. The podcast is a Mint production and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Hello folks, you are all familiar with SBI, but did you know that at one point of time it was called the Imperial Bank of India? And not just that, but this year marks the 100 years uh, since the Imperial Bank was founded. to explain this the very interesting history of imperial bank um we have sifra lenten who is um the bombay history fellow at gateway house sifra shall we begin with how this bank was founded and what existed before neel uh, it's quite interesting uh the imperial bank as you rightly mentioned was founded in uh, 1921 and if you take the year 1921 you realize it was soon after the first world war what existed before it were three presidency banks that were the sole or the main banks in the three presidencies of bombay bengal and madras what the government decided to do because of devastation of the wars and there were a lot of bank failures during the war and there was also the threat of london clearing banks coming and establishing branches here the government decided to establish one big bank by merging the three presidency banks of bombay bengal and madras that's how the imperial bank of india came into being on the 9th of january 1921 right now uh, today's uh, indians are familiar with uh, the rbi as the reserve bank of india and central bank of india Uh, which issues currency, which acts as a banker to the government, and so on, and they are familiar with SBI as a government bank which does commercial business, which accepts deposits and which gives out loans. But rather uniquely, the Imperial Bank was a little bit of both. So, could you tell us about um, why this was and how exactly this bank worked? Neil, you know, actually, you have to set it in uh, two contexts. One is the global context one is the local context what was happening globally at that point in time was that central banks were also performing commercial functions like you know having holding accounts uh, giving loans accepting deposits as well as undertaking central banking functions central banking functions were basically acting as banker to government banker to banks as well as uh, you know uh, what do you call uh, basically managing payment government payments what happened was that at the time the imperial bank of india was founded in 1921 it was a norm then to have a central bank and a commercial bank rolled into one so when the imperial bank was founded it everyone knew it was going to be a preeminent bank because it was founded with the amalgamation of three big banks that is the three presidency banks which were quasi government owned so the imperial bank itself took on these functions of a central bank as well as becoming a commercial bank but with what difference the government stepped back 
from the functioning of the Imperial Bank. So it was largely a joint stock bank with very, very little government interference, unlike the presidency right. banks, which did have some kind of government intervention at that point. And of course, when you say joint stock, you mean that it had private ownership. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the share of uh, Imperial Bank in the overall banking market in India at that time? Uh, Neil, from the data that's available from the RBI, it appears that the Imperial Bank in uh, 1926, that is five years after it, it was founded, had a sort of a market share in terms of deposits, deposits with it. That's the basis on which market share was determined of around 33 to 34%. The uh, exchange banks had around 18%. A large chunk was with the joint stock banks. So it was quite strong as one bank because, of course, exchange banks, there were around quite a few of them. There were around 18 or 20 of them. And joint stocks, you had around 50, 60 of them at that point in time. So you right. can understand, imagine the clout of the bank. Now, if you go 1934, that is before the RBI was founded, a share of the Imperial Bank in deposits actually goes down to around 21%. That of the joint banks go up to 50, around 50, 51, 52%. And the exchange banks actually come down at that point in time. So you can see that the role is actually diminishing in some sense. Right. The sun has set over the Imperial Bank, if not the British yeah. Empire, by, by this time. In 1935, the RBI was founded and it slowly took over the central banking functions of uh, mm. the Imperial Bank. Um, it, however, remained uh, a preeminent commercial bank with uh, a large government stake. And then, of course, comes the Second World War and independence. Post-independence, what happened? What happened was that post-independence, two or three things happened, was uh, partition took place. So that was a huge upheaval because uh, when the Constituent Assembly started work, they were thinking about making a constitution for one undivided country. And then suddenly, you know, partition was uh, announced. I mean, they were expecting it, but it wasn't really sort of, uh, you know, it was announced on the 3rd of June, 1947. And it happened, of course, as soon as independence took place. Now, what happened was that in 1949, RPI, was nationalized. Now, the RBI also, like the Imperial Bank, was a private joint stock company. So once it was nationalized, there was a cry or a demand that even the Imperial Bank of India should be nationalized to fulfill national goals. Because at that time, it was a big bank, but it was based solely on the profit motive. A lot of the people in banking, like even our future finance minister, he was there when the Imperial Bank was nationalized. That is the governor, Deshmukh. He was the first Indian head of the RBI. He also wasn't really for the nationalization of the Imperial Bank of India. But then what happened, what, what really triggered it off, and people actually started thinking, the government started thinking of how to really nationalize this big bank with branches overseas, because it had branches in Burma, it had branches in Ceylon, it had branches in Pakistan. So how do you nationalize a bank like this? What really triggered this off was actually the All India Agricultural Survey Committee report. It was the, the survey committee was actually set to determine whether banking 
was actually reaching into rural areas. And they found that the Imperial Bank was did not have those many branches to service, at least not uh, service the rural areas in the way they would have liked it to. They didn't want to take open branches in areas which were unprofitable. That was the trigger that immediately the survey report came out. They announced the nationalization of the Imperial Bank of India. And uh, as we discussed before, Sifra, uh, although they nationalized it, the private shareholders did get compensation at market rates. So mm -hmm. their shares were not uh, sort of forcibly taken away. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting element of it. And in fact, most people will, will not know that uh, this happened way back in, uh, in 1955. Is that the correct date? Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of uh, the more famous Indira Gandhi nationalization of the 1970s that people are very familiar with. Mm. So, so there we are, um, the history of India's preeminent uh, government bank, once uh, a big part of uh, the imperial Raj, um, and then moving over to uh, the people of India. So thank you very much, Sifra. It was lovely speaking to you. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week with a fresh episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at neil.b at livemint.com. To give us feedback, you can reach out to us also on HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Clubhouse. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com और सुनो नए नजरिए से दिस वॉज अ मिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट